Act Three of Iphigenia by Jean Racine, translated by Robert Bruce Boswell. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Scene One, Agamemnon, Clytemnestra. Tis true, my lord, we should have gone ere now far on our way to Argos, where your daughter might weep for her disgrace leaving achilles and you in anger had not he himself just now astonished at our sudden flight restrained us with such oath as could not fail to make us trust him urgent for the marriage we thought postponed while love and wrath contended for mastery disowning the false rumour eager to know its author and confound him banished suspicions which have marred our joy yes madam with my sanction you may trust him i recognize the error that deceived me and share your joy to the utmost of my power would you have calhous to my family unite him send your daughter to the altar i will be there but ere proceeding further i wish to speak a word with you in private you see how you have brought her to a place where all breathes war not hymnal songs the tumult of a camp soldiers and sailors with spears and javelins bristling round the altar offer a scene to swell achilles pride but to your tender sight harsh and uncouth shall greece there see the consort of their king bereft of dignity and royal state hear me without you let iphigenia go to this marriage by your maids attended what must i then to other arms confiding my child not finish what i have begun and after bringing her from argos hither refuse to guide her footsteps to the altar is yours to be a nearer place than mine by calchas who will give her to achilles or order the procession as is meet this is not a curious palace where you are but a rude camp <laughs> where all submits to you where asia's fate is to your hands entrusted where marshalled neath your sway i see the whole of greece where thetis's son will call me mother in what proud palace upon all the earth could i appear with more magnificence deign madam for the sake of the immortals from whom we spring to grant my love this favour i have my reasons by those selfsame gods deprive me not my lord of sight so sweet why should my presence here make you ashamed i had hoped more from your obliging temper but since the force of reason cannot move you and my entreaty has so little power my tone must change to one of stern command it is my will you do as i have said obey scene two clytemnestra <sighs> what means he cruel and unjust thus from the marriage altar to debar me proud of new rank forgets he who i am and am i deemed unworthy to appear beside him or timid mid all his power fears he that helen's sister may bring scorn on him why should i hide me 
is it fair his shame should be reflected on my brow but since it is his will my own submits thy happiness my daughter makes amends for all heaven gives achilles to thine arms and i am overjoyed but lo himself scene three achilles clytemnestra madam all goes according to my wishes misunderstandings cleared the king is pleased to trust my ardour and ere all is said with warm embraces accepts me for a son few words expressed consent but have you heard what joy your presence to the camp has brought the gods will be appeased calchus proclaims their reconciliation in an hour that neptune and the winds our prayers will grant soon as his hand the victim's blood shall spill already every ship with sails outspread is turned toward troy relying on his promise as for myself though love were gratified if heaven were still to keep its breezes back though i must grieve to quit this happy shore where soon for me the nuptial torch will glow yet can i fail to welcome an occasion to seal our marriage bond with trojan blood and neath troy's ruins bury the disgrace of one whose family will then be mine scene four achilles clytemnestra iphigenia eriphil doris agena on you dear princess all my hopes depend your father to our union yields consent and at the altar waits there take a heart already yours tis not yet time to go with the queen's leave my lord i dare to ask a pledge your love should grant right willingly on this young princess for my sake take pity heaven on her brow has stamped nobility her eyes bedewed with tears she ever mourns her misery you know it for from you it came and i myself unjustly wroth have made her more unhappy than before i fain would counteract by timely help the wrong my words have done her if i may my voice i lend her now i can no more my lord you only can undo your work she is your captive and at your command her chains will fall and give my heart relief thus then inaugurate this happy day nor let the sight of us increase her woe show that i am about to wed a king who not content to strike men's heart with fear does not confine his fame to fire and sword but melted by the tears of one he loves and in his hour of victory disarmed by grief can imitate the gods from whom he springs yes sir assuage these poignant pangs lesbos subdued your captive i became but tis to push the rights of war too far to add the torment that i suffer here you madam yes my lord all else omitted what punishment more dire can you impose than this of giving my sad eyes the pain of seeing those who persecute me happy i hear on all sides threats against my people i see an army raging to attack them and now 
to add a sore or wound, I see flames to devour my country in the torch of Hymen. Far from Aulus and from you, forever wretched and unknown forever, let me go hide a fate that claims compassion, whose bitterness these tears but half express. Too much, fair princess. Come that, in the sight of Greece, Achilles may pronounce you free. This hour, to me more sweet than all before, shall gladden you with liberty once more. Scene five. Achilles, Clymenestra, Iphigenia, Eryphil, Arcus, Aegina, Doris. Madam, all's ready for the solemn rite. Beside the altar the king waits his daughter. I come to claim her. Or more truly, sir, I come for her thy succour to implore against him. Arcas, what is this? Great gods! Arcas to Achilles. Thou, sir, and thou alone canst now defend her. Against whom? His name I utter with regret. Too long already have I kept his secret. The knife, the fire, the fillet, all are ready. And were the stroke on mine own head to fall, I needs must speak. Explain thyself. I tremble. Speak, be it what may, and have no fear. Thou her affianced husband, thou her mother, beware. Send not the princess to her father. Why? What have we to dread? Wherefore distrust him? He at the altar waits to offer her in sacrifice. Her sire? His child? My father? Ye gods, what tidings! What blind rage could arm his mind against her? Who could hear of it without a shudder? Would that I could doubt it. By Calchas' voice the oracle demands her, refusing to accept another victim. The gods, who hitherto have favoured Paris, at this price only promise favouring winds and Troy's destruction. Can the gods command foul murder? For what guilt am I condemned to such a fate? <laughs> No more am I surprised that I should be forbidden to approach the altar. Iphigenia to Achilles. This, then, is my destined marriage. The king devised these nuptials to deceive you. Deceived was all the army like yourselves. See how I stoop to clasp thy knees. Achilles raising her. Ah, madam. I loathe my royal dignity. Forget it. This sad humiliation suits a lot desperate, unless my tears can stir thy pity. A mother feels no shame thus at thy feet to fall. Alas, it is thy bride they snatch out of thine arms, whose tender hopes I nursed from childhood. Twas in search of thee we reached this fatal shore. Thy name brings her to death. Shall she go beg for justice from the gods and clasp their altars for her sacrifice festooned? She has none other here than thee. Thou art to her a father, husband, heaven, her only shelter. In thine eyes I read unutterable grief. With him, my child, I leave thee. Quit her not, but wait for me. To faithless Agamemnon must I hasten and overwhelm him with indignant fury. Calchas will have to find another victim. 
or if i cannot save my daughter's life my neck shall first be offered to the knife scene six achilles Ephigenia. madam my tongue is silent and my limbs seem palsied is it to mine ears that such words are spoken must a mother kneel and sue to me for thee a queen fall at my feet prostrate and wronging me by fears unjust as she recourse to tears to melt my heart thy life to me is dearer than to all besides my faithful heart claims full reliance no harm to thee can fail to touch mine honour i answer for a life that to mine own is joined but indignation moves me further tis little to protect thee to revenge i run and punishment for that vile scheme which dares to use my name for thy destruction ah stay my lord and deign to hear me what shall i endure so barbarous an insult he sees me eager to avenge the wrong his sister suffered knows that it was i who voted first for him to be elected commander over twenty kings his rivals and for the fruit of all my toil and care my sole reward for victory that will bring vengeance and wealth to him with glory's crown the height of my ambition was to hear thee call me husband to be thine was all i asked of him yet savage and forsworn to-day he thinks it little to do outrage to natural affection and to show me thy bleeding heart consumed upon an altar veiling this sacrifice with marriage rites he would that it were i should lead thee hither my hand should be his tool to hold the knife thy promised bridegroom be thy murderer ah how these bloody nuptials might have ended had i come one day later than i did this very moment in their ruthless power placed thou wouldst search for me beside the altar in vain then unforeseen the knife would fall and dying thou wouldst blame me for deceit most base then must i in the sight of greece claim satisfaction for such treachery thy husband's honour madam is with thine involved and thou must needs praise mine intent the cruel monster who has poured disdain on me shall learn whose name he dares to stain oh if thou lovest me and one last favour wilt grant attentive to a lover's prayer now is the time for me to prove it sir bethink thee that this monster thou defiest this barbarous bloodthirsty unjust foe is still whatever he may have done my father thy father nay after this horrid scheme i know him only as thy foul assassin he is my father sir once more i say it yea and a father whom i love and honour himself he holds me dear until to-day no tokens but of tenderness from him have i received my heart from childhood taught a daughter's duty cannot but be grieved at words that would wound him 
far from being changed so suddenly as to approve thy rage still less to fan this fury with my breath believe me it is only the excess of love for thee that suffered me to hear those hateful names with which thou hast assailed him why will you deem him so unnatural as not to groan at the impending blow what father gladly would bereave himself of his own offspring why should he destroy me if he could save me i saw him weep believe me condemn him not my lord ere thou hast heard him alas his heart already is with horror sorely oppressed let not thy hatred crush it what madam mid such subjects for alarm are these the terrors that distress thee most a cruel sire how can i call him else intends to slay thee by the hand of calchus and when my love his fury would withstand thy sole concern is to secure his peace to shut my mouth to pity and excuse tis i that do affright thee and thy fears are all for him so little has my care availed to reach thy soul and fix achilles there ah oh, it is cruel thus to doubt my love have i so long waited to make it known thou seest with what a calm indifference i have received the tidings of my doom nor did my cheek turn pale what thou hast seen how just before distracted with despair i heard when we arrived a false report that thou hast proved inconstant in what anguish with what a torrent of upbraiding words i blamed the spite alike of gods and men ah hast thou seen me then thou wouldst not need to hear me say how much thy love is dearer to me than life who knows if heaven provoked by my exceeding happiness has willed its end alas a flame so fair and bright seemed to uplift me to a higher sphere than earth my princess live if still to thee i'm dear scene seven achilles clemenestra iphigenia aegina my lord unless you save us all is lost for agamemnon fears to see my face refusing me all access to the altar the guards whom he has stationed there himself have on all sides forbidden me to pass <laughs> he shuns me for my passion makes him quail then madam tis for me to take your place i'll see him and accost him face to face ah mother whither will you go my lord what means you by unreasonable prayers still must it be that first against yourself i have to fight my child explain your purpose in heaven's name restrain a frantic lover let us avert this perilous encounter your fierce reproaches sir would leave a sting too sharp exasperated love i know runs wild with rage my father's jealousy brooks no control proud are the sons of atreus leave it to lips more timid to address him surprised at my delay doubt not that hither he will himself soon come in search of me a mother's lamentations he will hear 
and I, perchance, shall feel myself inspired with arguments that may prevent your tears. Your indignation quell, and let me live for you. Since such is your pleasure, I submit. Let sound advice fall from your lips together, recall his reason, and persuade his heart not to destroy our peace and, more than ours, his own. In idle talk the precious moments I lose. From me not words but deeds are wanted. To Clytemnestra. Madam, I will do all I can to serve you. Go, seek your chamber, and take needful rest. Your daughter shall not die, so I predict, an oracle more sure than that of Calchus. Believe me that as long as I draw breath, in vain the gods may have ordained her death. End of Act 3